Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are focusing on sales by conversation. What we're talking about is getting more value out of the existing traffic you've got on your site. And one of the best ways to engage with people is starting conversations with people who have questions. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Good afternoon, Mark. I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. I'm just going to shut that door. It sounds like I'm in the, in the jungle with all the cicadas. You, what you're doing is you've got the little baby rattles and you're rattling them to sound like you're in a tropical country. The funny thing was when I first came to New Zealand, the cicadas were so loud. I just thought, how could people live here and put up with that noise? It was deafening, absolutely deafening. And then when you live here, for some reason, you just don't, you don't hear it. Is, so, it, yeah, is it all year it's, round? Or is it certain months? No, it's only in the summer. It's right. in the summer. And it's um, they, really it is, loud. I and if I you, when you come from England, you can. And also the other thing, when I first came to New Zealand, when I used to come over a holiday, it used to smell like it used to be so fragrant that you could smell the summer. And it was like, oh, my God, all that pollen. And I don't smell it. I don't smell that at all. And I don't, it's amazing how you get used to it. Um, and now I just I don't find it that warm. I'm like, oh, it's chilly today and stuff like that. But it, it's what you're used to, isn't it? Yeah. Really used to you where you are. It's spoiled. Yes. Um, anyway, what we want to talk about today is um, sales by conversation. And the the interesting thing was last 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 week we did um, that the topic was abandoned baskets, right? And we sent an email out to everybody saying, you've got any questions about abandoned baskets? We got loads and loads of questions about abandoned baskets. And then we sent an email about conversation, started sales by conversation, and pretty much got very, very few questions. And I think, and I, I wanted to take a step back from that because ultimately you're probably going to do better from sales by conversations without knowing it than, than abandoned baskets. <clears throat> And I think people get obsessed with abandoned baskets because it's easy, it's successful, and they understand what it is. So they ask questions about it. Whereas sales by conversation, they kind of go, sales by chat, what's that? And I, and I think that actually this is a much more powerful technique, and we'll explain why in a little bit. But I think that people don't – it's not that aha moment. Unless you've seen it happen, it's not that aha moment. And it's particularly for people who are struggling at the beginning to go and get sales. Sales by conversation is where it's at. Yeah, it's really well. I must admit, when you said this is this week's podcast topic, and you know, we don't plan them too far in advance, you know, so you you told me half an hour ago, sales by conversation. Why you why you why you harping on about it? The reason I'm harping on about it because, like, effectively, one of the best ways to go and get more revenue out of your existing traffic is to engage with more of it, to go and engage with the almost buyers. Now at the moment, you know, if you imagine, if you imagine someone's on the site, let's say they're buying, I don't know, t-shirt, jumper, whatever it is, right? Like maybe something that's slightly, slightly more expensive, tennis racket. Okay. They're on the site. 
they're about to buy it, but they're not sure whether the tennis racket is um, weighted, like one of the, like is 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 for us a strong server or for a spin server or something like that, right? They've got a question. Now the friction for them to find to do the question is they've they've got to find the contact us page. They've got to go onto the contact us page, and God forbid they've got to fill in a form, and it's just annoying to fill in a form. They've got a question, they can't be bothered. It's gone, right? So if we then have got their email address either from before or we've got it in the session, and then we send them a conversation starter email somewhere we're in the flow, that question is then right in front of them. The ability to ask that question is right in front of them in their email box within their their normal way of asking questions. We suddenly opened a channel, we'd make it so much easier to, to talk to them. And it, it seems simple, and it seems like it wouldn't make that much difference, but it's it's massive. It's it's adding a channel where you can have a conversation with the almost buyers, mm. is there's that potential of people sitting there to- um, That makes sense. To convert. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're and starting so, off and you're saying, you're saying live chat on the basket, is 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 where you'd start is that what you're saying no no and and it's not really i think that when we say sales by conversation and i think you've made the same you know assumption is that they think it's sales by live chat on the site and it's not just sales by live chat on the site it's it's anywhere we can have a conversation mm. with the customer so the three areas three main areas are live chat on the site of course trying to get more people into conversations on the email when we're emailing them. So we're not just emailing them HTML, we're actually calling, sending them what's called spear emails, which actually invites a response. And the other places are Messenger and Facebook, yeah, where we can have conversations mm. with people. So those areas, most people do live chat and they, they let people rock up and ask questions, but they very rarely perform email conversations very well or uh, messenger conversations very well. They're certainly not putting themselves in a position where they're opening conversations okay. with people. Makes sense. Yeah. And what, so give us so, an example of a spear email campaign. When would you, because actually uh, taking a step back, what, what often we're trying to do with e-commerce is replicate an in-store experience. So, yeah. you know, the feeling that you get when you go into in so, so if you're in that sports shop and you're picking up that tennis racket and you've got two tennis rackets in your hand, and you're trying to decide whether or not this is this pro spin or the the pro serve edition, or which one you should have. Hmm. You, you'd look around for someone to ask, wouldn't you, in the store? You know, and yeah. someone would be there, and you go, hey, "Can you just tell me is this definitely the model that's that's pro spin?" And you're trying to hmm. replicate that experience online, aren't you? And yeah. that's what you well, try. Here's... That's why it works, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, here's that's here's the... something. Here's something with the tennis rackets. All right. We've got your email address, Ian. You come to the website from an email. You click on the um, the tennis racket, and um, you look at it. You add it to the basket. You leave. Yeah. And you would normally you normally get the normal email an hour later saying, Ian, you've left the the Prince ABC racket in your basket. If you want to come back and buy it. Now, in that email, we might say, hey, If you've got any questions, you know, just reply. Right. And we think that, oh, if you've got questions, they'll reply to that email. Now that doesn't happen a lot of the time. Like sometimes we might get some responses from those, but it's not necessarily what's gonna happen. 
if I then so you and because it's like it's a bit like banner blindness on the website. What we see it's a bit like when we talked a bit of big you know, conversation when I came to New Zealand. I smelled the flowers. Now I don't smell them. Abandoned basket emails. We expect them. We don't see them. We don't do anything with them. Yeah, they're just part of the landscape. Whereas if we send an email, maybe an hour later, and it says Ian, subject Ian, um, do you have any questions about the Prince racket? Question mark. Rem uh, regards Mark, personal email sent to you, you're much more likely to respond to that email because I've asked you just one thing about the tennis racket that you've, you've bought and it's specifically geared to you and there's no fluff in the email, it's just that question. Do you think you're more likely to respond to the abandoned basket email or the specific question? Yeah, well, it, it makes sense because you know, well, if the abandoned basket email just comes through, it's the equivalent of someone saying, look, mate, do you want it? You know, you know if you're in the shop, you've picked, look, do you want those tennis records or not? If not, just go. They're there. Yeah. You're going to have to buy them. So, but I think it's also the, the, the whole conversation around, you know, if you're a store assistant in a physical shop, what questions would you ask? What would you say to the customer yeah. to try to engage them? You know, because obviously yeah, if you go exactly. into a shop and you say, um, hi, do you need any help? No, 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 no. But if you go yeah. in and you say, you know, a, a much more relevant question, you had a good example, actually. I've forgotten what it was. It's, it's that. It's is this the, your, if it's this the, is your first it's, time. It's, is this the first time you've been visiting yeah. the store? Yeah. You know, th those kind of things. Yeah. And I've got, I've got the, a presentation in front of me, which you can see, and I'll take you through how to build a okay. chat script. Uh, in a second, but I just wanted to kind of get the idea of, of, of Salesforce conversation and, and what, and what's happening. So yeah. the first thing you've got to do is like, like, like abandoned basket emails and browser abandonment emails, you know, you, yeah. So you need to get more email capture. So the more email capture, the more you can have a conversation. So the sales by conversation becomes even more important, the higher lifetime customer value and the higher the average order value. So if you've got a high lifetime customer value, getting people into a conversation at the beginning for the first purchase gives them reassurance that they're your their new supplier and then they're going to come and buy over and over again. And if you've got a very high average order value, obviously it's a, it's a purchase with a lot of risk and you want to have a relationship with the person you buy from. So the sales by conversation is super, super important. So the first step is capturing as many of those email addresses mm. as you can. So you can then start more conversations with people. For the people who want to start conversations, of course, some people are just going to buy. That's fine. But we want to have conversations with the almost buyers. And the second trick to Kozalsberg conversation is learning how to have the conversation. So I'm just going to bring up um, onto the screen the, um, the slide about... Uh, here. So you probably can't see that on your phone too much. But there's there's a, there's a, there's... When we're in a conversation, so obviously we've got someone in a conversation. Um, well, someone's responded to something. And then how we have the conversation is going to be very, um, it's going to be important to how we have the conversation to whether we're going to get the sale or not. So I want to take you through the no. stages that you would go. So when I'm training a sales by conversation team and I'm building a script, these are the processes we go through. And I don't think you've seen this before because we did it in the 20K core group, but I, we haven't done it in the, in the level two master's program. Um, so can you see anything on the screen or is it too small? No, I can see it, yeah. Okay, so the first, the first thing we need to understand is when we're doing sales by conversation, 
we need to, um, between each response, we need to use the three A's. The three A's are acknowledging their response. So, you know, say, oh, thank you for getting back to me. You know, like being really positive. We need to add some value based on what they've said. And then we need to ask the next question. So that's acknowledge, add value, ask the next question. We've always very tempted to jump in and just ask the next question because in our mind, we want to move on. But we're actually want to lubricate the conversation and we want to be talking on, you know, like how your your children talk on chat with a lot of energy, a lot of emoji, like short, sweet questions and like exclamation marks like my 14 year old son. We want to be more like a 14 year old boy than a than a 45 year old man, like because we have to bring the energy to the conversation and they have to enjoy being part of the conversation. So that's the first thing. So we need to lubricate the conversation. Otherwise, it'll stop and we won't be able to have a conversation. So first of all, we have to show up and say hello. And with our spear email, we kind of passed that stage. You know, we've asked them and we ask what we call our opener question. So our opener question is usually something. Well, we want them to be able to respond with a minimum amount of friction. So the question we might want to ask is, you know, like, is this the first time you shopped in this store? Like that's in a physical store because that's super easy for them to say yes or no, right? And by answering that question, they are, they're not putting themselves into a sales position situation. The, the worst question we can ask them when they walk, walk in a physical store is, what are you looking for today? Because that, if they answer that, they're going to be sold the thing that they answer. And that's risky. I'm adding risk. I'm like, God, do I really want to engage with the salesperson at the, at the thing? Or as if I say, have you been in the store before? They go, no, yes. You know, it's, it's an opener question that is a, there's a very low risk answer to uh, them. So if you're selling fishing gear, you know, you could say, are you, are you a, a spear fisherman or a, you know, a, 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 a shore fisherman or are you a deep sea fisherman? Or, you know, like what conversation, what kind of opener could you have? That's very, that's very low energy, low friction. So is this the first time you've been with us or do you have, you know, um, so, I mean, the, dif the difference is with the, with the abandoned basket email was when you're asking that question is you can ask a question specifically about what they've done. You know, do you have any questions about what you've added to the basket? But if you're, um, if you're on the welcome series and you've got the email address and they haven't really done anything on the website, your opener question would be more like, you know, kind of like really low risk. Like if you've got a home decor business, you'd like, um, have you bought, you know, have you, have you, have you bought home decor online before? Or is this the first time you've done this or something like that? So it's very low risk question. And it's, you, you kind of have to get into the, into the weeds a little bit to understand. So the thing that you said, which was brilliant, which was there's three really important elements. There's live chat, there's email, and there's Facebook, Instagram, Messenger. Yeah. And they're the three places you can have a conversation with people. And okay, so let's start there. Let's start there. Yeah, so let's start there. So, so there's three, as you said before, Ian, there's three places you can have a conversation with, with people we talked about. One is an email, one is on live chat, and one is on, on, on Facebook and on Messenger. Now, on Facebook, if, you're, if someone interacts with your post or they comment on something, you can then send them a personal message and you can have an open a question. So you could say, 
you know, um, what let's say you're selling home decor, you say, what room are you looking to do up? That would be a nice opener question. If you're on, um, if they're on the site, you might have like a chatbot flow that has uh, a, a yes, no question. Like you could say, mm. um, uh, have you bought, let's say copper's trending. Have you, have you, are you interested in the copper trend? Yes or no, you know? And then it starts the, it starts the conversation. We're looking for an opener question that they can kind of yeah. very easily answer. So hang on. So the li live chat and the Facebook Messenger, Instagram is replicating uh, being in a shop and the store assistant coming over and asking that opener question. Yeah. Which is a yeah. welcome, welcomer type. Yeah. And we want Very the opener question. Engaging. Yeah. We want the opener question to kind of not because, put the customer in a situation where yeah. they think they're going to be sold to. Because at this stage, they're not almost buyers. Mm. You know, we don't know. And the customer doesn't even know if they're an almost buyer. They haven't even figured out whether or not you've got a, a bunch of products that you even want yet. Yeah. So Let the first, stage, the first stage of the script is build rapport. So you have to build rapport yeah. with the customer. You know, effectively, you're asking them about the cats. You know, it's that kind of conversation. It's like we're just getting used to talking to each other. Yeah. And we are, you know, being enthusiastic. We're responding to them, but we're not asking them anything that's going to put them into a position where we're like going to pounce. Right. So that's the first thing is that we're asking them questions that they can they can answer with low friction. So it's called an opener question. And then probably a second question is like an either or question. Are you going to, you know, like if you're like for TAC who sells bathroom towels, are you, um, and kitchen stuff, are you, are you buying, are you looking towels for your kitchen or your bathroom? It's like an either or question. You can get into the conversation. And in fact, TAC's doing very well with these kind of conversations. He's, he's got an opener, you know, and then he's got his either or question. He's building rapport with the customer and then once he's got rapport and you feel like they're answering the questions sometimes what you'll have what you'll get is as soon as you have rapport with the customer they'll actually send you their love letter it's what we call the love letter and the love letter is effectively like this is the need this is what they have so let's say you went into a home decor store uh, or let's say you were going to buy a, a present for your girlfriend and you know, you're a bit, a little bit nervous about in, in the, in the shop about buying something, but you've got some rapport with someone and then suddenly you go, well, actually I'm buying something for Zoe. This is what she likes. This is what she doesn't like, blah, blah, blah. And you just let it all out. Yeah. So you might get the love letter at that point. And at that point, you know what the gap is. If you don't get the love letter and you, but you've got rapport, you then move on to the next stage of the conversation, which is finding the gap. And the gap is, you know, why are they in the store today? What are they actually shopping for? What is it they're looking for? And we can't ask the gap too early because we don't have reports. If you walk into the shop and say, oh, what are you looking for? It's like, oh, Jesus, I don't have rapport with you. I don't know if you can, if I trust you to help me. But once we've got rapport, we can ask the gap, the gap question. And the gap question is, you know, I'm looking for an outfit to go on the cruise um, with. I'm looking to buy a new tennis racket to go to a competition I'm doing. Uh, I'm looking for to do, I've just done, I've just redone my uh, lounge and I'm looking for accessories to do it. I'm like, and I like these, these looks. So we're looking for the gap. Do you understand what I'm saying about the gap? It's like, why? I do. Yeah, I do. I do understand. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the gap is super important because what we want to do is we want to understand what they're trying to do, especially if it's like, you know, someone's trying to buy a, a kitchen table. We want to know, we, they want to be understood about why they're buying the kitchen table rather than just saying, Oi, you should buy this one. We need to listen to them. We need to understand 
what they're trying to buy because they, they they need to be heard and once they've been heard then we ask them if they want help and this is such an important question because what what sales by chat teams tend to do is they'll jump in too early and offer them the solution so once we know the gap so we've got rapport we've got the gap and then once we know it's okay i'm looking to do my lounge up i've just done it so, and then you say would you like some help with that and that is key because then once they say yes then you can do your pitch and you can say, well, I, I reckon you should do this, this and this. So let me take you through tax business, right? So tax sells, uh, he sells uh, tiles. He sells tiles to people. Obviously the average order value is quite high. So people, when they buy tiles, maybe 2000 pounds ish. And so it's a big, disc it's a big, you know, it's a big cost for someone to do. If we can get those people into conversations, they're more likely to buy. Some people are obviously going to rock up. They're going to buy a sample. And then some people are going to go and buy the tiles straight away. But some people are going to be the almost buyers who they will effectively buy from the person that they have a conversation with and they build rapport. So, you know, let's take it from the beginning. Tax got an email um, capture on his website. He's got an email capture on his website. He's grabbing the email. Maybe he's got a bribe. Maybe he's got a 10% off your first order or he's got like how to choose the right kitchen tiles for things or he's got to get the lookbook or something that's getting the email address. Maybe he puts a, a data capture in his Facebook advertising in the middle of the funnel to get some of the emails he knows people are interested. Great. He's got the email. He might send a welcome email saying, look, this is who we are. This is what we do. A nice HTML email. And then he'll send a spear email to say, um, hi, Mark, are, are you doing your kitchen up or your bathroom? And then they respond back. They might not. Some people do. Some people don't. They respond back. And go, yeah. yeah, I'm doing up my I'm doing up my bathroom. What would he, he send this via email? Yes. Not, not Facebook market. No, not, this is done by email. So it's done by email. So he's captured the email. He's then sending yeah. a specific conversation started by email. He's then in a conversation. They're saying they're doing up the kitchen. And he might send an either or question based on sorry, the bathroom, either or question. So are you looking for a traditional look or classic look? That's the question. Goes back to them and go, oh, I think we're going to go for more of a classic look. Okay, and then you go, and then you say, you might even want to further, you know, say, have you seen anything you like, or or whatever, or you might know if they bought a sample or whatever they're doing, and then and then so then we're into a conversation, we've got a bit of rapport with them, and then we we, we kind of want to, we're moving on to the gap, and you say, well, you know, would any of these would any of these looks be suitable for you or something like that. And then they go, well, I like that, but I don't like that. And then you could suggest something based on that. So we're getting into the gap and we're asking if they want help choosing, choosing the tiles. So you can see that we've taken somebody who might have just bought a sample or they might not have even done anything on the website and we're mm. having a conversation with them. And I suppose because in that, in, in that example, yeah. you are, there's, the buying window's really long, isn't it? It's a really considered purchase. Because if you get the wrong kitchen tiles, you you know, you mm. put them down, you bugger don't, you don't like them. So you, there's a there's a lot of discussion that's happening in the house. Yeah. About it. And, and really, you you know, if you just think you can drive traffic to a page and then think they're going to magically buy there and then, you, you know, on their mm. first visit, you, you know, you've got another thing coming. It's it's all about starting a conversation with them. And it reminds me of the of the work we were doing with the art gallery. Yeah. And yeah, we were, you know, these pieces were, you know, five thousand pound upward you know in, in some of them and it was all about starting a conversation and every single goal on the website was to start a conversation 
yeah. and was to and to get their email address to then allow us to carry on that conversation, which is exactly what they did in the real store, yeah. in the real gallery, the physical gallery. They would they would start a conversation. Yes, exactly. So you've got to start the conversation the and having a flow to get them to build some rapport. And the, and the, the danger is as soon as you're in a conversation and you're a salesperson, as you jump in and try and go for the sale straight away. So, and often, often that doesn't work, you know, because you haven't, they haven't been listened to, they haven't understood. So if I, you know, if I, you came onto my art website and I was looking at website and you kind of said, oh, hi, I knew you went um, here buy this money. It's like, it's like, you haven't listened to me. I don't like money. I only like this one. And I only like this one. And I, and what I'm actually looking for at the moment is something for the hallway, which needs to be this size. You know, it's that kind of conversation when I feel like I've been listened to and I have trust in the person talking to that, then I can kind of move on to. And sometimes, you know, what I've seen people sometimes do is they move the conversation somewhere else. So they may be on email and say, Oh, are you on messenger? Would you want to, do you want to talk on messenger or wherever your preferred place is? that you have a conversation. So you can do it like that as well. But the other thing is that we've had success adding conversation starters into maybe something that's a lower average order value. So, you know, like rather than sending the, the abandoned basket email, starting a conversation with anybody after the abandoned basket, say, say it's content lenses, you know, starting conversation, say you've abandoned these AccuVie content lenses. Do you have any questions? And they go, well, my prescription has this on it, but your thing on the website doesn't have that. And you go, oh, okay, well, that's fine. You just need to change it like this. It's giving people okay. confidence. But, and you, but in, in that, when, these conversational style emails, for example, they have to look like they're coming from a real person, don't they? Yeah. So they wouldn't want to come from, you know, customer services at, you know, wesellcontentlenses.com. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much like from Mark or Ian, and it's sent as a normal email. Yeah. So it, yeah, so I think that's the key to it. Because I have to say, this is very unusual. You know, in terms of e-commerce, you don't see this a lot. No. But that's why it cuts what through we're it, saying it? is it's a, mm. it's a great way to cut through. And it makes sense, really. But, you know, we're trying to get closer and closer to the feeling you get when you go into a real shop and you actually have the product right in front of you. You can talk to someone who knows about it. Mm. And you can get there. You can ask them questions there and then, and that's you're trying to you're trying to get close to that. And it's 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 working out at what point at what point people might have conversations, and you're opening up the channel for them to have conversations. Now, some of those conversations are going to be very easy. You don't necessarily need a script because they're literally asking you a question about something, but you've opened up the channel. But in other places, when you've got a higher average order value, you kind of need to warn them up before they're going to give you the love letter, basically, before they're going to open up. And the interesting thing I found is that, like, Big Vitz the other day, she sent me a conversation starter email, and I was responding to it before I realized it was one of her marketing emails. And I was like, oh, that's that's what she was sending. What, would, what, did, what, what did it start? What was it? She was just she was asking me something about vitamin C. She's like, have you got all the vitamin C you wanted? And I was like, Mark, have you got all the vitamin C you wanted? Jen and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh no! But I realized, I realized it was a, it was a spear email, and it, it was so it can just yeah. gets through your radar so much. You suddenly think someone's personally sending you an email, and you're responding yeah. to it before you've even realized it, and then you send the email off, and you're in a conversation, and then obviously, and that's you're it, building rapport. It's just a normal automated email from Clavio, yeah, you know, or, or the equivalent, you know. And there, we're expecting a, a glitzy HTML email. 
what they're not expecting is an email that comes from a real person that looks like someone sent it in their Outlook or yeah. Gmail. Yeah. You know, it's... Well, I think... Yeah, I think, it makes sense. I think the thing is, if you think of a physical store, and we said this the other, pod, the other podcast, how many physical stores out there don't have a shop assistant walking around asking if you want help? Uh, pretty much yeah. zero. And, you know, then we get online and then suddenly we haven't got shop assistants uh, walking around. We've got live chat that kind of sits behind it. But actually... It, an e-commerce site is just not, it's not just a website. It's an email marketing flow. It's, it's a social media platform. There's all these places where the sales assistant can be engaging with people and having the right conversations yeah. to actually move people. It's through. so true, actually. It's so true. I think, I think there's always a funny uh, revelation I always have that, you know, you look at the amount of sessions you got on your website, you know, oh God, we've had, you know, 467,000 sessions this month. And you think, well, okay, and maybe that was like 420,000 users. Okay, some of them might have been bots and, you know, Google search, you know, spiders. But, but you know, let's say you have 400,000 people yeah. who've come into your shop. You have 400,000 people and, and without any sort of engagement device, you know, or, or, you know, I mean, and I would include live chat in that, I would include email data capture in that, like a product wizard configurator type, you know, scenario. it's like going into a, a warehouse that's just empty of people and you're just, you know, you're picking a product off a shelf, you know, and, and if, and it's, it's trying to, it's trying to get much more closer to that, that engaging conversation. Yeah. Um, you, you can you hit the nail on the head there with engagement, because when I'm looking on my own stores, for people I might want to engage, uh, start a conversation with, uh, and I've got a high average order value, so I want to kind of get in conversation. I'm looking for people who've engaged, who haven't bought yet, who I might need to help. So on my Facebook groups, there's usually, you know, people who've commented a couple of times on the post or have done something, um, maybe even post themselves and ask a question. If I message those people, I'm much more likely to get response because they're engaged and they're yeah. leaning in. The same thing with people on the website. Maybe someone I can see on my email. I've got the email address. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you, do you know where this, I think the, going back maybe 10, 15 years ago, I remember working with an e-commerce client and they had, um, they had. A, I think they, they, they used to look at the abandoned baskets. It was when the technology, you could actually look at the abandoned, oh, you can still look at it now. And they'd look at the abandoned baskets every day. They go, oh my God. You know, James from James has just added uh, three thousand pounds worth of stuff into his basket, and he's 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 left it, and mm -hmm. he, but he'd actually been abandoned in the checkout, and and you know and there would be a big long list of people that would, and you know, and and the owner of the business would phone them up, yeah, <laughs> he'd phone them up yeah. and he'd say, uh, hi, it's uh, it's such and such from such and such, look, just just wondering if it's everything okay because. You know, I noticed that you, your order didn't go through. Is there anything you need help with? And this this was just genuine him going, well, these are clearly almost buyers. They've gone through all that effort of adding to basket, finding the right product, choosing the right size, the color configurations, et cetera, et cetera, building the whole basket. And and just something stopped them at the end. Yeah. And, and it's, that's exactly the same yeah, it's, thing. It's being opportunistic. It's looking for that engagement, isn't it? Like you maybe you have yeah. you know, twenty maybe twenty percent of your customers drive eighty percent of the revenue. So if one of those big whales yeah. has been onto your website well, and that, looked at a product twice. That customer that customer now is knocking on twenty million through their website. Mm. 
that same person that was doing that, it wasn't, I don't even think it was 10 years ago. I think it was probably about eight years ago. But they're doing 20, 20 million now um, and could probably do considerably more. But, you know, and obviously you can't go and phone all your customers up who have abandoned the baskets. But the idea behind it is that if you can engage with them and start a conversation with them, it makes absolute sense because you're hitting, you're hitting people when they are in that almost buying phase. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's it's about like if you can find people who are engaged in the Facebook group or you can find people who have been on the site for more than a certain amount of time or they've been on products for, you know, a few yeah. different products, but they haven't bought. Like there's so much more people who are just sitting on the edge that if you just started a conversation with them and you just got this last bit of uh, friction out, they could actually fall over and buy and buy something from you. Can you see that now? Can you do that now? So if we if we wanted to send a, a, a messenger email to someone who'd been onto the site four times, added to basket, spent you know X amount of time. Can we do that now? I think you can see Not, I think changed? you can see in Clavio um some you know it's it's tied into email stats so you can see the activity that's been on the website. There's all, there's other tools that will help you do something do something similar different things. It depends on no, how No, I know you can see that yeah. in, in Clavio, but I was wondering in Facebook, Facebook Messenger. Uh not Facebook Messenger is not really tied to to anything. So um, no. Like with a group, for example, like you know, when you've got a Facebook group, we use a tool called Group Track, which when someone signs up into the group, we try and get their email address for something. And then once we've got their email address, we can then tie that messenger profile to a Clavio profile. And so therefore we know who they are. And so we can then start going, oh, we've got them. They've been doing this. Do they have a messenger? Yes, they do. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to them on Messenger or whichever their preferred way as, as of doing it. So it's trying to get things to link together a little bit more so that you can kind of, you can do that. So, you know, you can, you know, a lot of the time you might have already had a conversation with Messenger in there, so that channel's open and that might be their preferred way of talking to you. So therefore you jump on that. Whereas if you've had a load of emails from them, you go, well, they prefer to talk to us by email. So we'll jump on email. Um, and it's kind of getting, it's kind of getting that, 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 those things tied together. But I mean, just simply looking in your group to see who's who's engaged is the is the easiest thing or you know looking who's would on you the say then would you say that that's i mean the whole thing about conversion rate optimization for me is that you you want to focus on the almost buyers yeah you, you'd, you'd focus on really that good conversion you? optimization yeah. does yeah yeah you always focus on those guys so that, that would be the, the place to start wouldn't it yeah i mean what's the easiest thing to do would be to add another email email onto your abandoned basketments uh series wouldn't it well the, i mean the first thing to do like say you kind of you think that it's not necessarily you can't do everything and you got you wouldn't be able to cope with the amount of conversations the first place i'd be looking at is uh abandoned baskets over a certain value so if abandoned baskets yeah. over a certain about 10 percent of the abandoned baskets are over so, 400 quid for example that's where i'd start yeah we did a podcast last week on abandoned baskets and we didn't say that. Well, because we were going to do, I think we did talk a little bit about starting a conversation uh, did we? On, on the abandoned basket, but it's, it's, you know, like trying to get people started with the abandoned basket is, is, is important actually kind of giving them basic stats and then adding, if you've got that set up, this is, this is so easy to add on to it because it's just, yeah. it's just another email, isn't it? And it's just understanding who you'd want to do and why. And for example, like the abandoned basket, you might want to do it like we're talking to Susie. You might want to do different flows for existing customers than new customers. You Maybe if 
you can see that once you've got someone to buy something once, that then chance of buying something again is, is much higher. You might, and you've got a low average order value, maybe you just talk to new customers because once they've talked to you and they've got a bit of engagement with you, they're going to go and buy over and over again because they feel like they know you. So it's understanding if you've got a limited resource for conversations is where best to start those conversations and where mm. best to add that value. Because like you can have, you know, like everybody's got people liking all their Facebook stuff all the time. You're not going to go out there and message everybody. I think, I think, I, think, I know, but I think it's like, if you're in a store and you have lots of customers in your store and you could see they all wanted to ask a question and there was only one store assistant, but every time they asked, they spoke to the store assistant, they got the sale or, you know, much higher majority of them who spoke to them yeah. got the sale, then you'd get as many goddamn sales assistants as you could. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. You go with the flow of the river. If you realize that's what they needed. I think the other thing also is that if you're finding consistent questions that are coming through, either via the email or the live chat, you then know what content you've got to write on the website, don't you? Yeah. You know, if they're, if they're all asking, you know, what's the returns policy? Like, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, that's, then yeah, that's what I always clearer. say to the, le the level two, uh, level one, the, the 10K course, like start as many conversations as you can at the beginning, even if you might not have a conversation, maybe your average order value is only like 30 bucks, but have as many conversations as you can at the beginning, because you're going to flush out all those yeah. frictions. You go, well, everybody's always talking yeah. about delivery, so I need to make it more obvious on the page or, or whatever. Now, the, the thing that you're just talking about was like, put the resources where the you know in, in the right place if you go into department store you go into department store where where are all the assistants there's not many assistants on the clothing is there there's not many assistants on the homeware stuff perfume. they're all on perfume and uh, cosmetics and why are they there because the margin is huge on those yeah. so that's why you walk through there you you walk you know there's just like an army of people spraying stuff at you um because the, 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 like, it costs like five cents to stick that in a bottle and it's all margin. Whereas you go yeah. to the clothes and they're like, oh God, can't be bothered with you. you know? So think about conversations. Well, and good margin clothes. <laughs> uh, not as much as perfumes. No, no, probably not. No. Um, no, but you go with the flow of the river. And yeah. If you look at your conversion rate of your, li of your, your live chats in Google Analytics, um, you'll see that it, it, it normally has an uplift of three, four, four times your normal conversion rate. Yeah, and also if you get people to learn conversation, you get rapport, you can often sell them a high average order value. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. You know, if they, someone was going to come by and buy a sofa, if you get them on to have rapport, you'll often get the sofa and the coffee table and the, you know, the side table because that's what they actually want. They want to do the whole room yeah. and they want the confidence to do the whole room. Whereas they just don't really have confidence yeah. to do the whole thing if they're doing it themselves. And sometimes you can only do this stuff by getting them into a conversation. Yeah. I mean, loads of times I've, I've heard clients say, oh, yeah, when we get them on the phone, you know, if they phone us up, mm. we, we always upsell them to the, to the best version of that. Yeah. You know, our conversion rate is really good. You know, get them on the phone, we're really good. And they just and they try they try and make that they try and replicate that on the online. Sometimes it's really hard. Well, think about um, but I think the, the gap like Deborah who is, sells Deborah who sells engagement rings, right? Mm. Like if she goes to Google Shopping and tries to like bid on Google Shopping, her ROAS will be too small if she doesn't do sales by conversation. So 
if yeah. she if she adds sales by conversation gets people in sales conversation suddenly her ROAS is big enough because she's getting these big sales coming in from the engagement purchase to mean that she can actually do paid advertising she can't do paid advertising because at the moment mm. she's not converting the big sales that's that's paying it's a bit like fishing if you want to if you want to catch the whales you have to make a way to kind of you're going to catch if you're going to catch a whale in a big net you're going to catch loads of small fish so you need a way of being able to catch a small fish and the whale at the same time without just having to catch the whale i mean that doesn't make sense it, but it's basically <laughs> <laughs> but i i think what you're saying you're saying well you know it, she has to make she has to have um a, a conversational live chat system in place yeah Otherwise, she can't do paid advertising. Cause it yeah, because otherwise, she's all she's going to catch is a small fish, and the small fish is not going to pay for her advertising. Yeah. She needs the occasional no. whale to come in that pays for everything, which means she can then go, right, as a whole, as I sit back, I've spent $20,000 and I've got $100,000. That's good. I'm going to go and spend $40,000 yeah. and try and do $200,000. Whereas before, she's spending $20,000, she's getting $20,000 back without the whale, you know? So... It's, yeah. you've got to kind of build out. So you want the pro, you don't want to just sit back with the light. In that scenario, you know, you're selling engagement rings for thousands of pounds. You, you're saying you don't want to, you don't want to just sit back with a live chat. You can't, you can't so wait for available. people to come and you've contact got, you. No, you can't. So what do you do? You want, you want to, you want to, you want to pop up with that conversational stuff. Well, you want to grab the email address first. Proactively. You want to, you want to understand how you're going to get the email address first. So you might want to do a, um, a, a, a how to find the right size guide or you, like how to, what's, what's trending on, on engagement rings at the moment, or maybe get an influencer to do, to write a guide or an interview with somebody who's got married, who's famous recently or something like that. Something that people kind of go, Oh, I really would like to see that because if you look at people in, in weddings, for example, the amount of magazines they buy is huge. They suddenly just go all in on the data, on the data, and then just get and want to read as much as possible because they want to get it right. There's nervousness on on the bride's ability that she's going to look like an idiot on the day, and she wants it to be a special day. So she's open to those things, and so you can use that to get the email address and then get them into a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or just give them fifteen yeah. percent, or off. just give them an easy bribe. <laughs> whatever works really yeah so you want the email and okay you want the email and then you want to open, yeah. yeah well yeah, yeah i mean you're right you're absolutely right to, to bring this podcast to the world because i think in some businesses it is everything it's the difference between scaling successfully and not being able to start a conversation particularly with those those big average order value or really long lifetime customer value yeah, or, or or a or a site that you're struggling with a conversion rate. You know, it's like it's yeah. like undercover boss going down onto the shop floor yeah. and finding out what the problems are. Why are they why? not buying? And they might say, "Yeah, because I can get this cheaper from yeah. Argos." Yeah, I don't know. Or or well, where it, did yeah. you buy or from? Why didn't you buy find from? what I want to yeah. buy? I have no idea. I've got no idea. I can't find the product I'm mm. looking for. Or is is it going to not going to arrive on time? Yeah, you'll find out so much. Yeah. It's it's about starting those conversations, hearing the customers, understanding what you can do, and understanding where the value is in the business. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the equivalent of a shop, a beautiful shop on the high street, having a a vend. You know, you know the you know the tills you go to the supermarket where mm. they. I don't know if you have them in New Zealand, where you you know you it's a self serve till and you have to scan your Only own in the stuff. Supermarkets. You, you have, do they have yeah. them in New Zealand yeah. now? 
Yeah. Well, it's like it's like having one of those in a in a beautiful clothing store. Yeah. And um, and with no one in it whatsoever, no 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 one to help you yeah. whatsoever. That's the equivalent if you don't have any engagement device. Awesome. Like that. Horrible, horrible experience. Awesome. Anyway, we'll finish it there. Hopefully, you've got something out of the sales okay. by conversation script. Start some conversations and get into where uh, you know get into those conversations and start selling some more sales. Awesome. Thank you. Okay.